Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Pause, Sip, and Ponder, a place where we put everything on pause and think about things that, you know, you don't always have time to think about, and it's great to put your life on pause for a bit. Today we are talking about something that's actually very close to my heart, something I'm very passionate about. Some of you may know I am a believer, a Christian, some may see it as, you know, me being religious, but I don't know, I really don't see it in that lens. I actually don't really like the term religion or being religious. I actually see it as it being an open invitation from God and it being a personal relationship with him and it's very it's something I'm very passionate about and just like with any relationship um but this one's very distinct and special to me um but this episode is not actually meant for just my believers out there it's actually open to everybody um because today we are having my special guest Henry he's talking about his book that he's writing and keep in mind we're about the same age and he's already writing a book which is insane and awesome um basically his book is is talking about him and his ponderings him thinking about his life his existence his purpose um just everything around him how he's questioning you know why things work together as it is and you know why are these things happening and you know and one thing i really admire is him being curious and that's something i definitely promote on this podcast is always being curious especially for my believers out there you know we will never have you know the exact true you know um answers to everything and it's i think god really created all of us to be curious and have these characteristics and have these questions because i think that's what makes life so mysterious and and unique and lovely so that's kind of how i see it but yes this is him talking about his book and i um, encourage you guys to sit back and relax because he will be sharing you know parts of his his book and it'll really get you in the mood and really have you relax so if you want to grab your cup of coffee or your tea or whatever and sit by the window or something and or lay down in your bed i definitely encourage you to do that in this episode so again this is henry talking about his book and why you know god does what he does and really what is love and that's definitely what he's god's all about and him being love itself so i hope you guys enjoy Love is when you say hello to a stranger on the street, pick up something when someone drops it on the ground and when you listen to someone with all your mind, body and spirit and are fully present in the moment. In my ponderings on the complexities of the lives that we lead, I have found that the smallest gestures have the biggest impact on one another and that richness of spirit determines one's wealth more than anything. To those who ponder the purpose of such words, I ask you this. What more do you desire out of your life? Why is it that the rich can know thousands of people and be praised by the greatest but feel broken and detached as the least among us? Why must you possess everything when you do not even have a grasp on who you yourself are? This is something that has constantly crossed my mind in my wanderings over the plain of the wonderfully constructed landscape that was placed in front of us by... What? What place the landscape that we consider to be everything that we know to be in front of us? Who came across this landscape first? The elephants that traversed the fields of the sub-Saharan Africa? 
the camels that wander the rolling dunes that punctuate the seemingly never-ending land where nothing grows? No, even they cannot discern the purpose of this convoluted landscape. Much have they seen, but they could not have been first. What of the regal-winged beings that rule the sky? Could they have seen the landscape appear before all others did? No, it could not have been them either, for they must have also arisen from the landscape that they sail over with unhindered grace. Therefore, they could not have seen the rise of the towering peaks or the formation of the sloping valleys, nor the glittering structures that illuminate the images that are seared into our minds. Or perhaps it could have been the whales that roam the endless depths that bring mystery and intrigue to what we cannot see. Or the elusive and wise octopi that move through the depths with the ease of one at home in their surroundings. No, they too must not have seen the construction of the landscape that they themselves are a part of. Even if they lie below the rock formations that we consider to be commonplace, but that at some point must not have existed. But what connection doth such ponderings have to the question posed of not grasping who you yourself are? This I shall tell you. The wisest of the sea, of the sky, and of the earth cannot hope to know how the landscape came to be, and in much the same way, neither can you, or can you. This too have I pondered, as even the wisest among the beasts that capture the ever-flowing imagination of the youth follow some carefully constructed purpose. But constructed by what? This I continue to ponder. Do the lions will the gazelles to be eaten? This cannot be, for they are all wired to maximize their chances for survival, and so in that sense, to be eaten compounds the purpose of the gazelle, but fulfills the purpose of the lion, or does it? Is the purpose of the gazelle not to feed the lion? Is the purpose of the grass not to feed the gazelle? Therefore, everything must have a purpose of its own and they must all be interconnected. But to interconnect the purposes would require a seamstress greater than any other, a designer with a vision greater than any other. For to create a carefully woven structure as intricate of the, as the landscape that we know to be would require skill beyond what we know. Or would it? This too I pondered. What more does creation require than a will to create? This I surmised over as I continued to seek the answer to the questions that punctuated my ever restless heart. What formed the restless heart that inspired this writing? What inspired my restless heart to form this writing? These thoughts too it consumed my fiery ponderings of life. What wood could have possibly ignited such a bright flame? This too I considered, but to answer that, I must first tell you a story of a man who once crossed my path. How would you describe, you know, just summarize basically what, what you are writing on right now? Um, well, right now, like what I'm writing about, I've added a few more sections in, and I'm currently talking about how like your biggest influences in life and about how you should always surround yourself with people that like believe that have the same sort of beliefs that you do and that support you for what you want to do and about how 
it's it's almost like this idea of cognitive dissonance with how like if you have like two opposing ideas like you have to resolve it by choosing like one idea or the other one Mm -hmm. and um it's just about like the people you you surround yourself with are they really influencing you in the right way and are you keeping the right crowd to foster whatever it is that you want to do so what inspired you to to write this book have you been writing for a while or how did it start um well i actually started writing this on christmas eve and how many chapters do you have i have 13 right now wow um, (laughs) and counting (laughs) but um some parts of it i actually i've written in the past and i've always i've always loved writing about like my thoughts and like what i think about things and whenever i come across some kind of new idea i always have to write it down in like the notes section of my phone Mm -hmm. and um so it doesn't slip my mind and i feel like this book is like an opportunity for me to bring all of those ideas together uh, because for me personally I, i feel like love is at the center of like all of those things and um more things that haven't been written yet mm-hmm. uh, as for what specifically inspired me i was actually around the start of december um i started feeling like i started asking the question about like what love is like exactly i've asked the question before but not in as much depth as i did then and um i just sort of wanted to know more about it and originally it was supposed to be two or three pages <laughs> but it is slightly past two or three pages slightly now. how slightly and, um, like 27 <laughs> pages further and um i feel like inspired to to write about this and something that's really near and dear to me so uh what is your what is your uh writing process you said that you jot down everything that comes to you to your head and um from there but is there any other way that you um have your writing process because from what i've read that you've had bible verses so did you have these bible verses already in your head or were was god talking to you specifically about those verses at the time um do you go if you have a topic do you search verses like how do you do that well um whenever like an idea comes to my mind i just kind of write and as i'm going along like the verses kind of come to mind and i feel like it's almost like a further interaction like with god like it's it's almost like another way to pray for me um writing and um i love to i don't know like as for like my writing process i just kind of write whatever's like on my mind whether it's something big something small something insignificant something completely strange and um whether it's writing in terms of like a more like formal style or it's like more informal like poetry i just write so you're just gifted and cool already (laughs) your words not mine (laughs) humble humble okay we actually we had actually met yesterday um spontaneously and we ended up talking about basically basically his book and god's love for how many hours four four hours straight guys i don't even think i had a bathroom break (laughs) like it was insane but it was such a fun time um and i remember one of the things we talked about is how we didn't find god god found us and that's something that i some 
phrase that I've I've always found um, in my heart, but like I didn't really analyze it and really didn't know, you know, what it really meant. I just went with the flow. But after I thought about it, I was like, hmm, if God chose us and found us, like, can't he really, can't he see us already? You know, he's present. He's omnipresent. He's always there. So what does he mean by he found us? Because usually people would say, you know, I found God, you know, you know, in the time of darkness, I found him. I found him in my, in my problems. You know, I found him in the time of blessing. But to you, what does that mean? How he found you? Well, um, I talk about this in my, like in more depth in my book, but um, I view God as being like ever present, like omniscient. And so like given that God is ever present, that therefore means that he's always there. And so if he's always there, then he must always know where you are. And so it's not necessarily about your physical position, because if it was about your physical position, then we wouldn't be asking this question mm-hmm. um, I think it's it's about where your heart is and it always reminds me of the story of Adam and Eve with how um, Eve eats the fruit and then gives it to Adam and Adam eats it too and then they realize that they're naked and they, they go and try to hide themselves in the bushes because they feel shame for the first time and uh, God asks them where are you and I feel like it's not literally God asking like where are you because I mean if God created everything then therefore like he must know where everything is Mm -hmm. but it's more so like your heart like where's your heart because like before that point they were they were always with God they they felt no shame and they they just walked with him and talked with him and laughed with him and worked with him and they didn't want to hide from him but I feel like once like the choice was made to to eat of the fruit and to go from there, it was they became lost in that sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and so like within the within the concept of free will, um, if we have that free will to to choose as we were freely chosen by Him, like our ability to choose cannot be stopped, right? Because if we have free will, but then God could override our decisions and we wouldn't have free will that would just be selective Mm -hmm. domination and it's like within that free will we can do whatever it is that we please and so like when they chose to to turn away from god and when we choose to turn away from god like with our own actions it's our hearts go away from him because he can be found in our hearts but if our hearts move away from him therefore like the separation is there Mm -hmm. and no we're no longer with him and it reminds me of like the medieval painting of like adam and and reaching out for god but there's that little space in between their fingers and it's like that little space is is where we are right now Mm -hmm. and we're trying to bridge that little gap and so like god is looking for us right now but we have to be open to to him finding us because we're the ones that wandered away right and we have to come home yeah i definitely agree especially um 
with bringing it all the way from the beginning like me and henry yesterday like we went all the way back to genesis and um the fact that god gave us free will from the beginning is that itself i think is love and many people question like oh if god really loves us then why is there so much chaos in the world why is there so much hate and then you know many of these things are from what humans create from what humans you know do in the world and that's all of free will you know um but god still allows it and some people might take it you know just see it as on the surface of you know okay then he's allowing it that means he doesn't care about us but no he's trying to like what i always say is that we were not created as robots he could have created us you know as like obedient robots not having emotions not having a mind but that's not the kind of god that that he is and that he wants to portray himself as he is a loving god therefore he gives us the choice um and just knowing that you have the choice is more of a motivation to actually want to serve him and want to love him and um really share about what he's about that was amazing that was a lot to take in but um the imagery in it like the your voice itself is so is you can really hear it from like an audiobook or something um but i guess one thing that really stood out to me was you know the purpose of everything but you still questioning whether it has purpose um i think a lot of people question their purpose question why things happen in the world and then just take it as it is but um, what you did right there um, is that you analyze and you really think about, okay, if this goes with this, then this must work with this. That's the, one, the wonders of God that he works, he makes everything work together. What else did you want to have the audience um, feel or, or ponder on within that text that you wrote? Well, so in that first section that you just heard, um, my general idea was at least when I first started writing that, it was with the idea of it being just a few short pages. And uh, I didn't actually intend to have all those questions in it. But as I was going along, I realized I couldn't talk about love without talking about how this love came to be and how we came to be. And like, what's the point of all of this? And so in all the this two I pondered and this I considered, like I almost wanted it to be where you're asking the questions as I'm asking the questions and where we're both seeking to find the answer and it's almost like um, like a mystery like I love mystery books when I was younger and it's like solving the mystery and like uncovering it bit by bit even if we may never know the full extent of what the mystery holds right um, I think for many i guess christians or believers nowadays um or even the more traditional ones some may believe that asking too much too much questions is not good or having doubts is not good how do you feel about doubts and questioning god well so i help teach a confirmation class on sundays in my church and the second lesson that we had was about questions and doubts and uh, when i was looking into it like i thought like okay well like question questioning and doubting like what's the difference between them so i went to latin roots 
and the root of question is, is quarrier which means to seek and the root of doubt is dubitare which means to hesitate and to seek right mm -hmm. like inside question is quest and it's like in a quest like the obviously like it kind of reminds me of shrek a little bit like how they're like <laughs> searching for princess fiona but it's like in the quest like you're trying to find something but the funny thing about all those ancient quests is that it ends up being that you you don't just find the object you're searching for you find that what you're searching for has been within you and so like you question and you question and you question because you're seeking something but then when you're doubting like you're hesitating mm -hmm. right because like if you're questioning it's like someone telling you that your favorite color is purple but then you ask them how do you know my favorite color is purple but if you're doubting it you're saying is it really purple like i thought it was blue <laughs> and it's it's like you're hesitating you're stopping but if you're questioning like you're you're delving deeper you want to know more mm -hmm. and that's i feel like that's god but then like if you're doubting it's it's like the world a little bit with how like were so willing to hesitate with things and to not necessarily jump into things mm -hmm. yeah i think um growing as a growing as a believer growing up um i always grew up in church and i discovered that like what i always say on this podcast is to always have curious minds if we don't have curious minds um then it defeats the purpose of really you know if fully living you know if we were just content with what we have in our heads you know we're not going to grow we're not going to you know um, experience things if we always have this hesitation to learn something new to accept something that because you'll never know that maybe you're wrong you know in the future and it's all about putting our pride and away and just you know being humble and just taking in um, these things and it's okay to question it really is the mo the most important thing is it's all about relationship with god you know set aside religion set aside rules set aside his commandments his laws he says that these laws these commandments i give you are nothing without having a relationship with me and really knowing me same with dating you know why are you gonna date some of you barely know you know how are you gonna get closer with the person if you don't have a a distinct relationship with that person so that was really good really good thank you <laughs> i have a before you continue i have a question for you okay. um how do you go about building that relationship with god hmm. well i think um what i discovered is that definitely number one um is to really talk to him um even as easy as it seems to pray to god it's kind of bland or boring to just you know do your simple you know basic prayer you know and sometimes we find ourselves just asking him for things you know um and along the road it's like i should already have faith and hope that he's i'm going to get these things but i think the most important thing is to see what god wants for you um so it's really about again asking god you know what do you want for my life what is the plans you have for me asking him questions um and 
really hoping that he gives me an answer and sometimes these answers might not come until you know two years from now or next week and you'll never know how he how he reveals himself having a relationship with him has to do with time definitely setting your priorities straight because people will say oh i don't have time you know is is church a preference to you is it an option to you and god sees your heart and your intentions also it's really taking in and remembering the purpose he has for me um because sometimes we get so lost in doing our own plans and our own steps and one thing that me and henry talked about yesterday is um what was the verse i think it was proverbs how god you can always make your own plans but god establishes your steps i don't know the specific verse for that but it's it in there 16, yes um so i think i really abide by that that you know i can always make my own plans i can always you know think of the future by myself but god has a better plan and he has better steps when in establishing that so all right all right <laughs> So a question that we were both um, hit with a couple weeks back, one of the questions was, am I on the uncomfortable mission that Jesus is calling me to? Um, I think that in the uncomfortable mission, I feel like the, the lack of comfort is, is where like, Jesus works. Because like, as you're questioning, as you're seeking more and seeking the truth, like you can't... You can't seek all of that and still be in your state of comfort. You can't stay in the, the same situation and stay the same way the the closer and closer you get to Jesus because you change as you seek new things. That's just the way it is with all kinds of things that you do. Like you take on a new habit. It's like as Pauline was talking about, talking to like a new person. Um, like you first meet them and it's like, oh, I don't really know you. Uh, I don't really know what's going on. Yeah. Um, but like as you sit down and spend more time with them and ask them like what's your favorite ice cream flavor or like do you like climbing walls like all kinds of things like you know more about them and you grow in comfort with them but you have to put yourself in that uncomfortable position to get to the comfort mm -hmm. and so I feel like it's just asking are you putting yourself out there I think a big misconception is that believers are here to just convert y'all like you know you know yo like have you accepted jesus read this card say this prayer you know if you don't you're gonna go to hell but i don't think that's what god called us to do and i know um in the bible it says that one of our great missions is to bring people to the kingdom of god but not in a way you know that's forceful but he wants the reason why he puts these things in our lives these trials these experiences is to share you know our testimony and one of the biggest things i think is you feel uncomfortable at times because you're not sure whether you know your testimony is good enough or you're you know if they'll believe you or you know if they'll go counter you know all the the things that you're saying and just could go against you and i think that's a very uncomfortable situation especially now but i think the one who really knows what being uncomfortable is is jesus himself like he was stripped mm. down he was naked he had to carry his own cross he had thorns in his head he had you know you know he was basically sweating out blood um that's how uncomfortable he was but his main purpose at the end which he knew of 
Um, it's not like, you know, it didn't go easy for him. And I'm so grateful that God chose him as to come down as a human to be an example to us. We should feel uncomfortable. And like you said, like we shouldn't be in a stagnant place. Um, I know that God desires for us to grow as individuals, um, grow together, most importantly. I really agree with that. And I think that like love is love is free like it's it's not stifling and if god is love then god's love must be free and it's not meant to to hold you in like into like being stuck in like this one state and it never says anything about how like that freedom doesn't come with like those uncomfortable moments and those sticky situations or sweating out blood hopefully you don't sweat out blood um but it's like in that freedom like you have to come out of yourself like you can't be free and keep yourself in a box like that just the like contradictory ideas and i feel like like we're not living up to our full potential if we just hide it to ourselves and i think in a way it's very selfish of us to just keep in this love or this you know this idea of god to ourselves um just imagine those who don't no just imagine those who um who get persecuted for even sharing something about god you know we're really blessed and that we have the opportunity and the freedom to um voice out our opinions it all depends you know this this is america and we do have you know free speech and it really really is up to us you know how we're going to do it our purpose in doing it i think it's very vital right now especially with what's going on and why would anyone want to reject love you know free love um although it is free um it came with a price meaning that you know god sent his only son his only begotten son for us you know for us to live he died in order for us to live not just physically but you know internally so yeah and i think that we all kind of at least for me personally i feel like we all have like some like bit of love like within us and like we kind of manifest it in our own ways like if we choose to and it doesn't necessarily matter to me like what people believe like i love talking to people and it's like in talking to people that have ascribed themselves to all kinds of like faiths and religions like i find that a lot of the time like it's the same like things that kind of like underpin it like wanting to um improve yourself and to to be a better person and to look out for others and to maximize the well-being of yourself and those around you and to be like in a state of peace and i feel like like that's love in its own way and however you manifest it for yourself is is however you manifest it but as long as you are manifesting it that's what it is yeah i think one thing oh yeah one thing we talked about was how we can find love in pain and god really says that you know you'll find joy um in the pain that you're experiencing and some people might not really understand where that's coming from because i feel like in the moment it might suck but what comes after we count it as joy because it brings us you know it brings us growth it brings us understanding and wisdom and i feel like we have to encounter these things and you know god disciplines us in a way that's loving you know not like an abusing way but just knowing that 
what you're going to encounter now is just going to equip you for the future and the future glories so for me lo like love and pain like i'm a person with a lot of stories so um it was the start of my senior year and um it was actually no we're gonna backtrack so <laughs> it, was, it was the end of my junior year of high school and um i was i was going along you know i was like doing my own thing and um through an unfortunate series of events um i ended up like experiencing like a lot of pain like on like one particular day um i had it hurt to blink it hurt to talk i couldn't talk actually my throat was dry i had chest pain i had back pain and um i had like temporary like muscle paralysis and it was like all kind of happening at the same time and i was i was conscious so i knew what was going on and i felt the pain but i couldn't really stop it and uh i remember like as it was going on like i was put on the couch and my parents called the the hospital and i was on the phone with the paramedic and he was trying to get me to repeat this phrase about a brown sparrow but i couldn't i couldn't talk because my throat was dry and it hurt and so i heard him say it but i couldn't repeat it back and so he got really upset and he started talking about how uh he told my parents that he couldn't help their son uh if he wasn't responding to them and i'm a slightly sassy person so i kind of wanted to respond but i i couldn't and it was almost like that feeling of like helplessness mm -hmm. and the paramedics eventually came and they they got me from my house and they stretched me into the ambulance and we were on our way to the hospital and like i love maps so like i knew exactly where we were how far away from the hospital we were and everything and i was looking out the back window and the paramedic was trying to do all kinds of tests on me and it was the same paramedic that was on the phone the one that got really upset with me and um he was trying to get me to to talk again he thought i was acting up um and so we were in the ambulance and you're supposed to put the iv tube in your arm at an angle but he put it straight in along like the edge of my forearm and so uh i was already in a lot of pain but it somehow doubled it and it was excruciating and um i remember just looking out the back window and seeing it like blue the sky like the blue sky and it was like starting to turn like a little gray so i started getting a little concerned and then it all went black and i remember just being there and just looking around and uh i was so confused because just seconds before like i had been having like like minor seizures in this ambulance but then i was just black and i didn't feel anything and there was this like white light and there was there was a man in the the middle of it and it was a tunnel and i started flying down this tunnel uh towards the man and he was like reaching his hand out towards me and i was just flying along i couldn't stop myself it was it was like being in a roller coaster except you can't take off the seat belt and you're just going and um i remember i was getting closer and closer and closer to the man and um then the tunnel started shaking i was really confused i was like what, what's going on with the tunnel 
and then blocks out of the tunnel started falling down and crumbling and I heard someone yelling at me like wake up wake up and I I was almost at the man when the tunnel fell apart and I opened my eyes and the paramedic was staring at me and somehow I knew the paramedic saved my life even though he injected the IV tube that doubled my pain but I also knew the man was Jesus the one that was reaching out to me from the tunnel and I felt like in those moments it was it's kind of like a reminder of how like life is so like life is so precious it can go so quickly like James 4:14 talks about how like your life is but a vapor like one second you're here one second you're gone and it's like I was so close and I knew like so with so much certainty that I was so close and the next four days I spent in the hospital um, they did all kinds of tests on me and everything and sitting in that hospital room uh, thinking about everything that had happened I started thinking about my life and about the intentionality of what I was doing like why am I doing things the way I'm doing them um, and am I really doing them for the right reason like am I surrounding myself with the right people and uh, from there like I really ch I changed a lot I became a lot more philosophical and that was two and a half years ago and here I am today somehow and like that's the grace of God and I feel like for me like in that that moment of like excruciating pain it was a reminder to live out the love that God has placed in inside of me and to interact with whoever I, I can interact with and to have a real conversation with someone, anyone, like no matter who they are and what they stand for. So I guess that Yeah. That's a that's an amazing testimony. Um that's a exactly a, a great response to how um pain you know we can find love and pain and how our sufferings are not to waste you know they're not um just there but they're there you know to really teach us something um i guess speaking about like light um definitely know and believe that god displays this light that's so amazing and so that cannot be fully described like we were talking about how god is so grand and so big and so majestic there's no human words like every time i try to describe god if someone were to ask me like right now like i'm like choked up like it, it's so hard to describe the god we have but you know that's that's it you know we serve a god that's so amazing that humans can't even describe and that's how great he is and um speaking about light um i did find in my journey i did find um you know uh, or feel i guess god's love in the time of darkness that's where i found it i didn't find it in some you know some grand miracle some money that popped up in my bank some you know it wasn't like that like i found him in the midst of darkness and i firmly believe that you know nothing can defeat light even in a, the most darkest room even the most small even the smallest speck of light will always 
be you know present and you can always see it even from far um and i remember in like my times of like depression and suicide uh, suicidal thoughts you know it was dark like it was literally dark in my head and my heart like everywhere i turned it was just dark and before the time that i thought of like ending my life i saw a light and it seemed like it was you know there was lights in the bathroom that i was in but it was like a separate light from the bathroom light like it was so different it looked very different from you know the lights that i was already surrounded by and from then on like i knew that god in a way also was telling me you know wake up um because i really believe that it's it's an eternal thing internally thing internal thing sorry it's something that happens within us there's just this battle um that we continue to fight but god is just telling all of us to never back down never to never submit to the darkness never submit to the um the negative things in this world so yeah before i end this episode i first want to apologize for the audio disruptions and the background noises and the mic malfunctions i actually intended to record this in a public place because i want to capture the essence of being surrounded by people and having these voices but i think i would need a specific mic in order for it to not be so distracting so wait for that and i'm closing this episode in a way that i typically don't i'm gonna have henry read another section of his book and he has called it freedom and remember this episode is not meant to forcefully have you believe what we believe or anything like that it's really us just opening our hearts and our minds and i'm so grateful for those who made it this far in the episode who are willing to be open about it and um remember especially to my believers out there you know always be curious because you know, me growing up in a church, um, I've learned that you really have to know what you believe in. You know, invest your heart and your time into something you say believe in. And and this is for anybody and any beliefs and any um, perspectives and thoughts and topics. You know, truly know for yourself what you believe in. And that's when you find yourself more confident too. And that's something... Um, I struggled with um, growing up and I'm still learning about so always be curious and that's something I truly truly promote on this episode and this podcast you know that Um, so what Henry's about to share hopefully it encourages you hopefully it sends you some hope this weekend and hopefully it just you know brings some light into your into your life so thank you again for listening and this is another section of Henry's book called Freedom The harder the day, the stronger you are. And so I say to you all, embrace your frailties as St. Paul did in 2 Corinthians 12.9, for it is written that God's grace is sufficient for thee. Do not hunger or thirst after the possessions of the world, for it is written, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That's from Matthew 5.3. O ye of little faith, be not afraid, for he is with you always. And for those who feel as though they cannot cannot say what is really on their minds, it is written, Let no one have contempt for your youth, but rather set an example for those who believe in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity. That's from 1 Timothy 4.12. Be strong enough to forgive and to be free. And if you don't feel strong enough, draw on the strength that lies within. 
Bob Marley once said, you don't know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have. And the greatest strength is freedom and love, just like that of the one who gave up his life so that you may experience eternal blessings now and forever. May you one day be able to say that you were free enough to choose to lose the world so as to gain the life we were all meant to possess. Be bold enough to run through hell with a smile on your face, armed with conviction in your mind and love in your heart. Just as Peter was called to walk on the water to get to Jesus, so too must you get out of the boat. For as stable as the boat must seem in the midst of the storm, the only way to overcome the troubled waters is to face them and to conquer your fears. And only then, brothers and sisters, shall you be truly free. Amen. Yeah, and so my idea was to end with that little section that you just heard. But Proverbs 19.21 says, You can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. And so whatever happens next, it's in God's hands. Thank you.